Yeah. Uh, Sometimes I look at the habits of rich people and go, am I really that stupid? Can you be that crazy and get rich and I just am just really that dumb? We're like how mad no, Elon Musk I think Musk you have got... to be that crazy to be rich. Exactly. Mm, Maybe that's what it is. Make believe money. Make believe money. Three fine folks discuss fictional finance. Make believe money. Welcome to Make Believe Money. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. And, and I'm Emily. Yay! Yay! Damon. Oh, I'm excited too. I just don't want to say yay. <laughs> it's a cultural choice. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, we it's can't force our raised. yays I'm on sorry. him. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about, Dan? Ask our guest, Bert. <gasps> Emily, what are we talking about? It is Always sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, well, I feel like that's wrong because I've lived in Pennsylvania and uh, it gets dark and also rainy and wet. It's more in the morally ironic sense of sunny. All right. Okay. <laughs> As we're going to find out. Oh. I don't know. Oh, oh I think this one <laughs> might What's be... What's your rating, man? <laughs> uh-huh. oh, this one might be kind it's of a low one, huh? Uh, what, what, tell... Okay, uh, let's plot or ratings. What do we... My word salad here. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. Emily, do you want to do plot since A, you brought us this idea and B, live in Philadelphia, which I assume is integral to the plot? Uh, West Philadelphia, born and raised? Uh, no. <laughs> did you get that cultural touch point? <laughs> <laughs> no, I live uh, South Philly. Um, well, I actually picked Always Sunny in Philadelphia. A, yes, because I live in Philadelphia, but B, because... The plot is very loose. It's kind of like The Simpsons in which every episode kind of ends back in the same place. So it's great for binging. You can stop at any point. You don't feel trapped because you could watch it and you're like, well, it doesn't matter. I know exactly what the gang is going to be doing (laughs) next time. I will say I have watched exactly one episode to cover the episode that Emily asked us to cover. Oh. And it took me about 30 seconds to figure out what it was about and everybody's general deal. And at the end of it, I was like, I have a sneaky suspicion if I turned on the next one, we would be right back in the... I don't think anything I just saw will ever be referenced ever again. I think the joke of the show also is that character growth is not a thing. Well, it's actually like negative character growth where there is like a giant there they just finished their 12th season whoa i didn't know they were still making tv yeah they're actually i think uh they've been renewed for up to 14 seasons and i think it's going to be one of the longest running like sitcom like whatever its specific category is non-animated sitcom with danny devito in it (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah over like the 12 seasons if you like watch it yes kind of every episode mainly restarts and there are some like kind of continuous jokes that build but really the biggest overarching thing is that they're actually somewhat upstanding people in season one i won't say okay not upstanding but they're like normal and then they all devolve (laughs) or by season 12 you're like oh wow We've come a long way, but not in the right direction. Is it like that scene in the cafeteria in Mean Girls where it's just like people throwing food at each other and making out on top of each other a lot? All I can think of is the Dark Knight where it's like, you think these people are great, but when it comes down to it, they'll eat each other. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what? 
I mean, that's a scene in the dark. Cultural touch, the Joker point. says that. Don't I worry would add it. a third one, but I think you do just like stretch the bounds of her uh, of the analogy viewfinder. Yeah, there so, you go. Yeah. What was your third one going to be from? Oh, just third one. That's my favorite joke. So, and, <laughs> and, and yet third a thing. third thing. <laughs> Comedy works in threes. Great at making lists. <laughs> and third thing. <laughs> Uh, so give us a brief rundown on who the people are cool. and what they're all about. And probably we should talk about what this episode is, because you specifically wanted me to talk about this episode, I hope, because... <laughs> what if it's <laughs> That's it. just before yeah. it, and you were like, oh, no, I don't was... see what this would have to do with money at all. It was supposed to be episode does... two. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, it's kind of a joke where they call it the gang, and it's um, this group of... I'm not going to count. There's like four or five people. But anyway, so it's five. It's that five. I saw. Five? Yeah. There's so, a couple of dudes who look the same to me, so I don't know. There's uh, two dudes that look the same, a short dude, Danny DeVito, and a girl. Wait, the short <laughs> dude's not Danny DeVito? He's taller than Danny DeVito, but shorter than the two guys who look the same. Okay. I was and also just Dan a... knows Danny DeVito's name. And also I know Danny DeVito's name. <laughs> no, one, no other actors in this show. <laughs> Um, I was just afraid to throw out a number and then all of a sudden be like, oh, I can't do math. And that's like <laughs> less than one hand worth of counting. That's what Dan's here for. <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't had any beers yet, so that still works. <laughs> It'll be fine. No. Well, let's start with Danny DeVito because he's the one that you guys seem to know. So Danny DeVito plays Frank, who is the father of Dennis and Dee. Apparently, he's not the actual biological father. It's really messy. I going to say, this is an audio format, and I just caught your air quotes that you did there <laughs> under the table. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those shows where you could throw out any kind of weird crack theory about, like, oh, the gang does this, and all of a sudden it's actually an episode. So you're like, I'm really not surprised by any weird twist of fate or coincidence that happens in the show. But basically, Danny DeVito's the dad, um, D and Dennis are the kids. And D's the girl. D's, D's the, the girl. girl. Yeah, her real ne- name is Deandra. Um, and she is a wannabe actress. Sure. And like we all are. So an actress. Terrible. Oh. <laughs> also, I have, real, I have a real question, just very briefly. Because mm-hmm. Liz, you're more in this community than I am. <laughs> is it still actress and actor? Because most of uh... my female friends who are trying to do theater have told me now that it is actor for both. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, if if you're making a point of the person being a woman or a female identifying person, then you may say actress just to, like, clear it up for you, but that, like, I would not call myself an actress. Yeah. Except I... if I'm being very fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a comedian and an actress. And then I swoosh my mink stole and walk up my long stairs. Oh, I, I was just going to say that I think that, like, award shows are the only ones who aren't on board with that. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't do. Are not on board, you mean? Are not on board. Yeah. You don't do like best actor and then best actor who's a lady. (laughs) Best actor with different genitalia. (laughs) Anywho. So we've got D, who's a wannabe actress. Wannabe actress. She's the waitress at the bar because they all. This kind of all revolves around Patty's Pub, which is their bar that the boys and Frank own and they vehemently like. To remind Dee that she is not a part of it and she's not part of the gang. It's kind of like the boys that have the fort and it's like, no girls allowed. Um, Sounds like a poor business decision on, <laughs> I don't know, is it a bad decision on Dee's part to not be a part of this bar? I didn't see anybody make any good decisions in the 22 <laughs> minutes that I watched, so That's I fair. don't know. <laughs> she just wants to be in the club. You know, she just wants to be one of the guys. 
but so they're they're always coming up with schemes and stuff and so dennis her brother is the psychopath sociopath i can't remember which is the right one but he manipulates everyone thinks he's smarter than everyone kind of is because everyone's real stupid but you know is he the short one is he charlie day that's no, no. charlie I know. day is no. charlie oh he's the one that on makes a, sense he's the best dressed one he's the one on ap bio He's, yeah, he's got the blonde swoosh hair. Oh, the guy on AP Bio, that show I'm yeah. never going to watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. Is he still on Always Sunny in Philadelphia and on AP Bio? Yes. That guy gets around. Well, it's left to be determined. He walked out at the end of season 12, and he wasn't saying whether or not he's coming back, but then um, Kaylin Olsen, who plays D, spoiled it on Twitter that he'll be back. So, he was <laughs> Girl, keep your mouth shut. Come on. We're so close. <laughs> but so there's... Um, if they all kind of have their character flaws, Dee is kind of like a failure in her own way. Dennis is like this megalomaniac. Mac is a hyper Catholic Irish religious body buff like dude. He's who, the bartender. I think none I think of them are really the bartenders. Well, <laughs> they're, they're all the bartenders. I know which one this was because they get an argument over a crucifix. Oh yeah. Is well, he the one with the soft he's face? He's the dark-haired guy. Who's, he's the he's, one who's he not gets Charlie fat. Day. That's yeah. one of his character arcs. Oh. He's the one who's not Charlie Day. He's yeah. the one that's not, not Charlie, Charlie Day. Day. Process and not of elimination. the swoopy guy from AP Bio. Yeah. And not a girl. And not or a Danny girl. Danny <laughs> Great, I got it figured out. <laughs> but, um, so he, like, one of his character arcs is he's like secretly gay, and he's like not coming to terms with it. So over twelve seasons, it's this uh, deep Irish Catholic versus closeted gay man kind of thing that comes out so a lot of times he'll do things that are like and he's like no no that's not cool like you know and he's like very uh he's that deeply religious person that like is like no it's not okay to be gay because god hates the gays or whatever and you're like oh that's not okay but everything that these characters say is not okay they're all terrible people with a caveat like that yeah. Okay. You know that they're not good people, so it's not like they're like, oh, this is a normal person. They're like, oh no, he's he's troubled. He's he needs help, and he is bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one is Charlie Day, and he is the short one who's not Danny. He's the himself. short one. He's the the astronaut from Lego Movie. Well, here we are. <laughs> and uh, as the show fondly refers to him, is he's the wild card. The wild card he's... out of the group of already wild cards. Yeah, he he huffs a lot of uh, janitorial supplies. He's the janitor of the bar. He likes your slimes, your molds, your gross things, and anything gross and weird. Like, that's right up his alley. Um, and he's also, like, they all have, like, weird backstories of, like, childhood stuff. But it's also hinted in one of the seasons that Danny DeVito might be his actual dad, but he's not sure because his mom was just kind of a floozy. So all the characters are kind of, like, weirdly twisted up together, but... Um, Danny DeVito and Charlie are roommates, and so they, huh. like, share this, this apartment. This is not revealed in the one episode I've seen, so. No, it's just, like, this weird dynamic where they're always together, and, like, they're just kind of all weird, but they kind of all go in, like, all the guys hang out, D's the oddball, and if you pair them off, usually it's Charlie and Frank or Danny DeVito hanging out, and then Mac and Dennis hanging out. And D by herself? Well, she's always trying to butt in, and uh. that's kind of, like, her joke. And so in this episode, Dee gets audited by the IRS. Oh. The boys always have their get-rich-quick schemes, and she's never included. So she goes off in a previous episode and decides to be a surrogate. And that's her scheme. So oh, no. <laughs> when the episode opens, 
Um, Dia's already given birth and she's, you know, the adoptive family has the baby. And so this is like the aftermath and it's like she has received her money and she's got her long-term con to screw the IRS. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Wait, wait, wait. She had like a whole like baby like gestation arc that happened off screen. No, it was on screen. Oh, okay. No, just in this episode, it has already happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's happened off Dan's screen? Off Dan's screen. Yeah. Because Dan is only seeing... I love, I like that idea. I like off the idea that everything I haven't seen is off Dan's screen. Well, that's like... And the, then there's things that actually happen off screen. Isn't that object permanence, Dan? Who's <laughs> like, everything... Wait, that, where'd true. Emily go? Oh, sorry, I had my head turned. I thought she was gone forever. Oh, or maybe had never existed. <laughs> But I just like the idea that there was like a whole like, hey, remember when you were pregnant and had a baby in that whole time? And that like <laughs> never happened. <laughs> no, she's definitely pregnant. And it's one of those things where it's like definitely a joke. Because obviously she's pregnant in real life. and she. But they're like, no, we're going to work it into the show. And so, you know. Instead of disappearing for jury duty for three months. Yeah. Or Instead of awkwardly girl. standing behind potted plants for <laughs> like, three months. A lot more potted plants in this house than they ever had before. <laughs> so slim and tiny like there was no way to hide it like her body frame is just like itty bitty <laughs> yeah so you both said that at the same time like it was a normal thing that humans say women know itty yeah. bitty it's a woman body type yeah but that specific way they said it itty bitty i've never said it until just now welcome podcast welcome. listeners to the first rec- <laughs> first ever time i've said that that's uh, a cultural thing yeah. i didn't grow up around it so there we go <laughs> It has the undertones of jealousy of, oh, I'm not that itty bitty. Uh, I am not. That is correct. <laughs> not a lot of people are. A lot, no. of, a lot of CW actresses, and that's about it. Ooh. And actresses. What does CW stand for? It's Cruel oh. World. I don't know. It used to be the UPN, and now it's, or no, not UPN. Club Warner. It used to be the WB channel. I gotcha. Yeah. You're referring to a channel. In my yeah. brain, I thought it meant like you put on your resume, like I'm my CW. CW. Like it meant like I'm thin or I'm not, or like it was like oh, some sort of like descriptor. I'm a crusty woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is if you've been on the CW, crispy. but I get what you mean. Crispy yeah. wings. <laughs> Pretty much means you're part of the Arrowverse, and that's about it. All right. So yeah. The Arrow. Oh. I... Boy, miscommunications <laughs> all around. I just want you to know that, like, when you said Arrowverse, I spelled it A E R O, and I thought it wasn't Aerosmith. <laughs> Yeah, it's the Aerosmith the shared universe. <laughs> it's like Days of Confused Tyler. and Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2. And, and like any movie Liv Tyler's in. Yeah. And, That's and a Armageddon. bad verse. If I had to pick a verse, I could deal with that I verse. don't know. She was in Jersey Girl. <laughs> Never mind. I threw a verse. <laughs> I was going to say, I put Armageddon in there. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. But is it like Aerosmith and Liv Tyler? What? Yeah, isn't that song that they sing? Oh, they are both. Yes, they are both in that movie. Yes. Mostly all I remember is Ben Affleck walking a animal cracker up Liv Tyler's stomach. <laughs> and I'm like, this is romance. That is what true love is. <laughs> That's what true love is. Hashtag modern romance. That's why there's a cut scene in Lord of the Rings where, uh, you know, Aragorn does it. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you know they're in love. It's a little pewter animal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he still eats it. It's weird. It's very odd. I see. He's a human and they die, but mostly from lead poisoning. <laughs> yeah, from eating pewter. <laughs> So, okay, IRS, that's this episode. Yep. Yes. So I picked it again because I have this love-hate relationship with Philadelphia. I was talking with my sister earlier, and the best way I could describe Philadelphia is Philadelphia is your pair of fat pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, this 
this isn't my first option. Um, it's not the option I want. And at some point, you just lower your standards and accept that this is your life now. And that's living in Philadelphia. And you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm okay with this. I mean, it works. Goodbye, so Philadelphia all Philadelphia listeners. listeners. <laughs> we enjoyed having you here no, briefly. They grow on you. It definitely grows on you. And you do, like, come yeah, to love like parts of the pants. city. <laughs> exactly. Grow on oh, you. Oh, I grew yeah, into they my They eventually become pants. a much Not the other fit. way around. <laughs> yeah. Then they just become pants. <laughs> but, like, my first week that I lived in Philadelphia, I saw a pile of human feces on the street. <laughs> how do you know it was human? <laughs> do I want to know how you knew it was human? Because there were handprints smearing it. No, that doesn't mean it's human. That doesn't mean it's human. I'm not going to I mean, do by the test. rules of last person to touch it owns it. I mean, then yes, <laughs> uh, <yeah>. but... <laughs> no, it takes his back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The who smeared it deal to deal? Deared it. Deared it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said, dear Philadelphia, and took a shit right on the street. <laughs> Oh, I want to hear more about this list, though. There was more things implied. A rat that was probably larger than doorknob your cat. Okay. Um, and then I, I think also those are called saw. <laughs> Pretty sure you saw a raccoon <laughs> with mange. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also watched two guys get into a fist fight. One of them sitting in his car, the other one outside <laughs> the car, <laughs> punching through the driver's side window. And then he got knocked out cold, and the guy took off in his truck and almost ran over the man's body. And this was like my third day in Philadelphia. All horrifying. But I gotta tell you, if I was gonna bet on somebody in that fight, it would not have been the guy in the car. Yeah. Just your leverage there feels like it's not. Well, if it was a truck, though, he had. Oh, he might have been higher. Yeah. Yeah. I have the high ground. <laughs> was it a short man? <laughs> was he fighting Danny DeVito or Charles Day? I was just <laughs> Charles Day. That's <laughs> his friends call him Mr. Day. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so it was it was a, a big adjustment to the city in a, a few short days. So I was like, oh, I guess this is where I have decided to move my life. I will say, uh, in the first few months of me living here, a homeless man said that I looked like Barbara Streisand. <laughs> and the next day, a homeless man told me I was a pineapple and my friend was a pear. And then another day, a homeless lady gave me a granola bar. And when I set it down on a bench because I didn't want to eat it, she went, oh, well, if you're not going to eat it. And then she took it and ran off the train. That was like a couple months. So what Liz is trying to say is it's the same all over. Yeah. So, so Chicago is my, also a pair of fat pants. Kind in of. my fleece line. first month here, I accidentally kicked a rat. <laughs> like a rat excuse me sir no a rat ran a, you know how like when there's birds in front of your car you assume they will fly away before you hit them <laughs> I was just walking down the street and this rat ran out in such a way that my natural cadence kicked him <laughs> He's either the dumbest rat in the world, or I I actually don't know what Ballsy. else the other might have been are. blind in one eye. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Or that's his thing. I don't know. Yeah. I just can't can't go home until I've been kicked by it a was human. A, uh, oh, what is that woman who trained pizza rat? Oh, Zardulu. 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 It was a Zardulu trained, except I just was underwhelmed by her trick. You didn't have your phone out. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. You were the wrong audience. Yep. What did you see when you moved to Chicago? Oh, mine's too illicit to put on the radio. <laughs> so. We'll talk oh, about it after the we've show. We've seen those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's do ratings. Do you? Why don't? I'll anchor it. You do it. <laughs> yeah. Boy, we all opened our mouth and panicked. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm gonna say a five. I actually watched quite a bit of the show up till like season. I think I saw mostly, like season two through five, probably. 
Um, but I just haven't followed it since college, really. Um, so that's enough to like know the characters, know like their general thing. I could probably sit down and like pick up what the like season arc is within an episode or two. Um, but I'm fairly familiar with it. Uh, I could have a conversation about it. And uh, yeah. There we are. What's yours, Dan? Um, this episode, an eight, because I watched it like eh, a week ago. Hey. And it overall, a one, because I hey. have seen one episode. <laughs> uh, it's this one, a week ago. I've, I've seen, I've seen one episode, but I've also seen the Lego movie and, uh, both parts of Pacific Rim and Matilda. So, and the trailer's for The Mix, so I'm pretty sure I've got this show down. Yeah. I'm going to give myself a nine. And a bunch right. of chibi spots for AP Bio. Then yes. I have, we have no idea what else Mac does. Then so. I have to give myself an eight, because I've done all of that except The Mix and AP Bio. There so it is. Here See? we are. <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> no, I'm probably going to give myself a one for sure, because I've seen one episode, and it's the one where they huff paint and then write the <laughs> Dayman song. <laughs> <laughs> there was math involved in that episode. That would be my one I would pick. How many brain cells? Do you I was about to say, remind me next yeah. time you're in town, I'll watch it, and I bet I can come up with something. Puffing yeah. paint costs something. So. <laughs> well, good news is I can sing you the whole musical, No Paint Needed. But, we get I mean, in trouble we could for that? still huff paint. Yeah. <laughs> That's like that a drunk episode, royalties, but with paint. So we're not gonna do that <laughs> we'll just huff the paint. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What's your score, Emma? Um, well, every time you guys talk about scores, I always feel like the whole there's always a bigger fish comment. I always picture it more of like a bell curve. Mm-hmm. So, you know, always you're usually between four and six if you're pretty familiar. But in the spirit of there's always a bigger fish, I'll give myself. Ooh, you said five, Ding? Yeah. I'd give myself an eight or a nine. I've seen all of the episodes. I've definitely seen a lot of things that those other um, actors have been in. I've watched a lot of the YouTube compilation videos. My (laughs) favorite is the Charlie Day illiteracy compilation. (laughs) Wait, wait. Is it is it him in the show not being able to read, or him in real life? (laughs) Or him the him the human not maybe being one is funny, one is tragic. (laughs) (laughs) One's an indictment of our educational system. And one is a PSA. Yeah. (laughs) Charlie in the show is definitely illiterate, and that's like a reoccurring joke of like, oh man, this kid's so stupid, sort of thing, and. Um, it definitely causes issues in their schemes when they like leave him a note or he leaves a note and they're like, Charlie, you know, (laughs) I can't read it. (laughs) Also, not to be a nerd here, but a bell curve and always a bigger fish are kind of one and the same. We're just saying the further you get out from the mean, the more standard deviations you go, the higher it is. I don't think there's a, like a distribution where there's like a lot of tens. Like, I feel like there's like, that's the person that you're like oh wow wow you know a lot i think we said before but that a lot of times exists. like the writers of things are not the tens yeah that is correct things. they're almost never so, the tens yeah. but i think the tens are the people who don't do much else yeah yeah and i don't think you get to be a good writer of a show by not doing much else right so that's fair you know what i mean yeah i'd say so i'm in the eight or nine range i'm really familiar with it but at the same time if we went to like the always sunny trivia night that was like the equivalent of some of the simpsons trivia nights that are out there i would not be on that top team so you know take it for what it is that said we should do some simpsons episodes we should i just watched the hank scorpion one again <laughs> <laughs> episode. 
Every now and then I just think, Homer, no function beer well without. <laughs> uh, That's like the Charlie illiteracy compilation. You can talk to my wife. Pretty much any time something bad happens to me, I go, why, does, why is life so hard? Why do I fail at every attempt at masonry? Because <laughs> it's one of my favorite Simpsons quotes where he's trying to build is a he grill. The grill yeah. <laughs> English side ruined. Must use French. Le grill. What the hell is le grill? <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about the IRS and how we can scam them out of all of their money. Yes. So, Emily gave me a list of questions. So, do you just want to uh, let me tell you what she does that is not okay um <laughs> emily or d uh d d okay. and then we can just answer these questions i've got some i also have the numbers for what she probably filed her taxes as what she should have filed what she attempted to file her taxes as <laughs> and what she should have filed her taxes as i'm very interested uh, okay. which are three different numbers damon have you seen this episode uh, I don't think so. This is probably after I was done. I was vaguely aware seven. that this is a yeah. plot point. Okay. Well, but... the like ten second clip, uh, like summary of just this episode is: so Dee's had a baby. She got paid for it. She gave it to a couple that was unable to have a child, and so now she's like trying to rub it in the boy's face. Ha ha. I got my scam, like, and I'm gonna... Which, to be clear, surrogacy is not a scam. No. Surrogacy is great. Yeah. But sounds like a lot of hard work. She was paid $30,000 for the baby. I think she got undersold. And Yeah, you can get 50. I did, I did some math. <laughs> she did the... Um, or looked it she's up. She's planning on claiming the baby as a dependent for the next 18 years. Oh. Therein is a problem. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So there's... That's like... All of the questions really focus around D and what she's doing with the IRS. The rest of the episode is the boys running around and they're trying to make decisions about the bar. And so they start forming like political parties to get what they want. And they're arguing about like crucifixes. And then they're worried the IRS is going to start knocking on their door because of D. So then they start trying to cook and hide their books better. And the <sighs> To be whole... clear, they were already cooking their books. Yes. So they do have a reason to not want the IRS to be there. <laughs> I have a yeah. feeling that bar sounds like both a fire trap and a trap for the IRS. Oh, the IRS well, doesn't care about a fire trap. They're not but actually, there's no fire involved with cooking the books. Wait, hold up. <laughs> but if you eat it raw. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, they do it with lemon. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like, like ceviche. Like <laughs> <laughs> I think the well, books is like ceviche. Can we get t-shirts made? Done. <laughs> As far as the bar being like a dumpster fire of an establishment, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So part of this episode is there is a dead dog in the back alley and they're arguing over whether or not to give it a funeral. Oh, so... There's so much plot in this episode. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's pretty rapid fire. When you don't have to have any sort of character development, you can kind of just shoot from plot just point to plot point. What I love, though, because this is like the show where you're like, oh, sometimes I think, wouldn't it be great to be a horrible human being and like lie on my taxes and stuff and you watch this and you're like, nah, I'm good. It seems too like messy like it is. filthy like, messy well anyway so because you know they want to give this dog a funeral and they're like no just throw it in the dumpster and then because d is trying to hide the fact when she gets audited by the irs that she doesn't have a baby they end up putting this sad dead dog inside a baby casket oh my god <laughs> and then god. have a fake funeral you know? to try to throw the irs off the scent oh my god see you just watch it and you're like oh, oh my god all right so that's what we're working so with. So here we are. Yeah. Give me some numbers, Let's Dan. run this all down. So most of the questions at the beginning 
revolve around the IRS and audit. So I'm going to give some baseline facts about the IRS and audit, and you can ask me some questions, and we'll get to D's specific situation. Okay. Cool. Fair? Yes. Because yes. I know nothing about the IRS. I live in fear in tax season, and I do my taxes as best as I can, mail them off, and think, oh my gosh, I probably did that wrong. <sighs> The IRS should do it for us. Well, now we can never release this episode because Emily <laughs> will get audited. Should we run for the law? Oh, hey, they can no. audit me, but I mean, yes. I've always tried to do it as correctly as I know how, but I just read it and I'm like, head of household, if I'm in charge of myself, does that count? <laughs> who, it does not. Who is, how do I? <laughs> yep. So the IRS only audits about a million, a million tax returns per year. How many tax returns happen about 200 million okay they audit 1.1 out of 200 million so they audit about 0.6 percent of the number that they get of that about 0.6 are personal and one percent are business so what you're saying is you probably could lie on your taxes and not get caught well yeah so that's the question is how do they decide who to audit yeah so technically what they do is they have taken over the millions and millions of returns over many, many years, they have a, like, what they expect, basically, out of everyone's return. Like, this is what a normal-looking return is. Okay. And then, so they randomly put some through this thing, this software, that then spits out, or manual review, I'm not actually sure how it's done, that spits out if any of them flag as particularly off. So, like, in this case... The auditor even says it looks like you're trying to claim a dependent and you don't have all the right paperwork for it. Right. So she probably tried to claim the dependent thing. And so, as you probably know from your tax returns, there's your main tax return, which is your 1040, 1040A, 1040 easy, whatever, like some version of the 1040. And then oftentimes you have to fill out what are called schedules, sure. which are when you need to go deeper in to some specific thing. Like, hey, put how much your business made on this line, and you figure that out by going to schedule whatever and putting in what you made, what you spent, what you're deducting, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Pretty sure I filled out a bunch of schedule Cs yes. for my freelance stuff. Probably. Yeah. That's a very common one. So what probably happened is she claimed the dependency but maybe didn't fill out the schedule or the numbers on it looked off or something, and it flagged as, hey, for most people who have one kid claiming a dependent, single mothers, whatever... This looks off, so we're going to try to go figure that out. So that's one way you can get audited in the primary way. But the bar has a very good reason to be concerned because the <laughs> other way is what's called a related exam, which means if they do Damon's taxes, they audit Damon's taxes and find out we made money on this podcast, which they can't because we haven't. Please sponsor us. <laughs> but if they had found that out and he hadn't claimed it, then they would be in their right to come to me and say, we want to see your tax return to see if you claimed it. Oh. So it's like to allow you to go after people who are in shady business together. Oh. So okay. because D works at this bar, there is a fair chance that they could, as a part of a related exam, go after any of the other guys and or this bar if for some reason they think something she did, they were knowledgeable, or like something they did would have gotten back to so this bar. would that happen if first say i don't know like you were a married couple but you were filing separately like would that be like a related person they would investigate during an audit uh so if you were i don't actually that's a good question that i don't truly know the answer to my guess 
is that if you are filing separately, no. Again, so related exams only happen if they find an actual reason to do it. Mm -hmm. If they go to you, Liz, and you forgot to do some freelancer money and you settle up and it's all over and it has no effect on what's going on with Damon, there's no reason they would audit him. Okay. It's really only like to follow basically like investigations or to like keep it, like find the full extent of whatever has been done poorly. Okay. Hmm. So. You and I are going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very suspicious thing. Yeah, it was say. a very suspicious question. So when you get audited, you need to look at the people in your life and be like, who here who do I is need to ruining warn? this for me? <laughs> yeah, relateds oh. are generally pretty like obvious connected yeah, so it's yeah, more yeah. of like hey my business partner got audited okay i should probably start getting Moving my books to together Cuba. but again if they don't find anything they won't continue going like right. it's just it's only if a oh they this person's doing this wrong probably Although so are they're... some other people who have the same situation that they are working with because when you get an audit basically all they do is say hey give us all your information this is how you should have filed your taxes this is how you did file your taxes, and here's what happens. Fix it. With so, money. Well, there are, uh, of the 1.1 million audits in last year, 34,000 of them got money, additional money back. Oh, they, they filed it wrong. $6 billion plus. Oh. So, that's not bad. That's not bad. No. You could audit me if you wanted what to give me more money. What percent that again? Uh, that is 3%. Three percent. So also the other like ninety-seven. You can work well. No, you can also reverse engineer that to imagine that like there is maybe three percent of the two hundred and eleven million people they didn't audit who should maybe take a closer look at some things. Oh, that's maybe. a good point. So if three percent people get it wrong in the positive, let's see, and they get a hundred and ninety-six million tax returns. I wonder if the government's banking on us doing it wrong. Oh, where did that go? What is going on with my Excel? Oh, there it is. That means there is almost 6 million people who could have more money if they did their taxes better. Talk to a tax professional. Uh, this episode's been sponsored by TurboTax? No. 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 We don't like them. Okay. H&R, H&R Block? Block? No. Who do we like, Damon? We don't like them because... Your local CPA. Support I, a small yes, business. Support, support a small, a small business. business. And More importantly, write to your congressman and ask them for... Stop um, lobbying the... What's the... You know the term, Dan? The proactive... Uh, tax return for the state does it for you. You heard about oh, this? Oh, I don't think I have actually. So, oh, yeah. uh, hmm. why are you doing your job? <laughs> Apparently, do your job. So, TurboTax and H and R Block and other companies like that lobby Congress to keep it so that we do our tax returns this way and keep it so that we have to use software like that if you are not a trained professional to like do it properly. And it keeps us it keeps us all down, man. I mean, they make wrong. millions and millions and millions, and so do the Congress people that get lobbied. So there's no incentive for anyone to change. So write your congressperson until. Oh, them. so there's pushing. It's not a thing you can do now. It's not a thing you people can do now. People are just pushing for. People why doesn't the government do this? Uh, if mm-hmm. everyone has to do Japan it. Japan does it. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Um, where if, essentially because the government should have an idea if they're especially if they're going to quiz you on what you make. Right. Like the government probably has a good idea of what you make. So they just send you a thing. It was like, hey, you oh. made this much money. Did you not? They do. You pay Social Security tax based on how much money you yeah. make. They right. know how much so you make. So they know. They know all of that. And they could tell you. And you just uh, would send back your exceptions or exemptions or whatever. And they hmm. would fix it. Uh, and it would streamline the process for everyone involved. But 
we've got the middleman of those uh, H&R Block and TurboTax and otherwise. This episode's definitely not, not sponsored, been sponsored by them by anymore. Them. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Missed out on that opportunity. <laughs> Maybe ZipRecruiter will call us. All the podcasts have been getting ZipRecruiter lately. Yeah. <laughs> and that uh, new electric new toothbrush one. The, yeah, what are they? Quip, I think. Quip? Yeah, I don't... Not putting that in my mouth. Better than Stamps.com. <laughs> well, stamps. Com. burn another sponsor for us, Damon. <laughs> Quip, I'm not putting that in my mouth. Well, no, prove me wrong. So, prove just me. say Caspers are uncomfortable and then we'll never get sponsored. Oh, God, all of them. Squarespace websites are hard to <laughs> Movement watches, everybody. Please. There's our only bur- bridge we haven't burned. Mod cloth? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that one's thread up. You can up. burn the mod cloth bridge. That's fine. That's true. They're mm. sponsored. They're Walmart now, so it's fine. There we go. So. So auditing. So, and then there's a couple of things that can happen. Basically, you can either agree with the, what the IRS said and either get paid or or pay back, or you can disagree and then you have to like appeal and go through court and do some other stuff. But like not contentiously, you just have to like get an independent third decision. Basically. Yeah. So you have to hire uh-huh. a lawyer. Probably, yeah. <laughs> if you're like, smart about it. I was going to say, it seems like an expensive decision to make. I don't know if it's different. Like, I don't think it is. I don't think you can go to small claims court where you often represent yourself, mm-hmm. and that's for under $5,000, but I assume because it's a federal agency, Probably you go, like, to. straight to real court. Straight to jail. And again, I think the IRS might have, in some amount, it has its own branch, right? It might actually be a third person in the IRS, because they can levy civil penalties and we'll talk about that in a minute like if somebody decides to just not cooperate with their audit what happens there's a couple of things that can happen but one is that they can just lay civil penalties this episode is making me sweaty that's why i wanted i was like someone please explain this to me even though (laughs) i would only live vicariously through these horrible people and like oh what if i just didn't care about civil responsibilities and stuff. Then they'll come after you criminally. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Eventually they'll garnish your wages. They'll get you. Trust me. They'll get you. They are literally big brother. <laughs> they'll get you. But again, for most people, the auditing process is a pain in the ass because you have to provide them all this documentation and yeah. compared to what you said and like you generally hire a CPA to help you and it's just a big pain. But they're not actually out to like get you in most cases. It's probably that you had some odd thing happen Somebody, you know, left you a lot of money or, you know, you, whatever, like something happened out of the ordinary. You had a really good freelancing year or you claimed a lot of deductions because you had an ill, you were very ill that year or whatever. So they just say, hey, this seems wrong. And you either prove you're right and they leave you alone or you, they prove you're wrong and you say, okay, I owe them a couple hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or whatever I owe them. And you just pay it and you move on with your life. Well, besides her, like, missing dependent paperwork, whatever that was that they had kind of alluded to that maybe tipped them off or flagged her, um, is it possible because she's listed as a waitress, and uh, waitresses don't make a lot of money, especially knowing how poorly the bar always does, (laughs) but she got a sudden influx of, like, $30,000, which, I don't know, for some people, maybe that's not that much i mean if you received an inheritance or something like that like thirty thousand dollars isn't you know crazy something oh, comparatively I, but you wouldn't have win. to claim it differently oh if it and is. also to be clear this is the u.s we don't tax inheritance let the rich stay rich tax the poor people seriously in the new tax law 11 million dollars goes untaxed uh, in inheritance uh, anywho smack the microphone in shame and horror <laughs> 
Anyway, it's a great country to live in. Let's all stay here forever. Yeah, we're doing things right. Um, the weather's so, nice. That is, <laughs> that is a good question. Depends on if she reported it. I'm going to guess no. Right. Probably, so then, probably if not. It, if it was done in cash. So here's actually the thing. You know you get that W-2 at the end of every year? Yeah. That's Your company sends that to you, and they send that to the IRS. In the cases where you don't get a W-2, things like a 1099, which is what you get for freelancing, they send it to you, and they send it to the IRS. So there is a section of the IRS code where you can write off things that uh, come from pain and suffering. So if you win a lawsuit that's paid out for pain and suffering, you don't have to, that's not taxable. Whoa. Now, I mean, labor damages, sounds like pain and it suffering. So it's super due. It's a little bit gray and people have tried hard to tell the exact numbers to claim I can deduct all of this because it's pain and suffering and or because it's a gift from the people who are surrogate, like who are being the surrogate. I'm like being the, a surrogate the eventual parent. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much all bullshit. Um, because you rude. chose to go through... I mean, yes. But rude. The IRS's <laughs> argument is that you chose to go through this pain and suffering. Rude. And it's not a gift because it's not a gift. Because they're, they're paying you they're for paying a you service. For a thing. Right, you're you going, can't... No, you're going at the wrong angle. You can't be income because they did not exchange a good or service. A person is not a good so oh have at it uh, i just rewrote they did a service for you they just carried it it was the no, service I just of had a baby. incubating a baby and then, yeah. I, and then i gave you the baby i just like happened to be they did a service baby. for you <laughs> i don't know people right. have babies all the time i'm <laughs> just telling you that that argument ain't gonna fly also, if corporations can be people, people can be corporations. It's going to work out. Subway. The IRS will get you. That makes me think of Subway from uh, Community. So. The guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will actually give Dee a break on this one, though. In theory, your surrogate agency, assuming she went through an agency. No, no, no. Well. <laughs> but in all seriousness. No, no, no. This issue has happened to a lot of people. They should send you a 1099. Okay. So that you know to report it on your taxes. Weird as hell. (laughs) But they often don't because they're trying to get away with this bullshit and tell you it's untaxable and whatever. And so there have been a lot of people who've been caught in this trap where they made all this income that they did not report. And the IRS did, in fact, come after them and say, hey, you were a surrogate and you got paid a bunch of money. Where my money? didn't report it on your taxes. So what the fuck? I feel like you should call it like... Charita- charity. Like, it's a charitable donation to you. Uh, you should get money back. You should them. get money back. You should be able to write that off. I wonder... So you can write off medical expenses. Okay. In excess of 7.5% of what's called your AGI. I thought you were going to say $7.5 million. No. And I was like, I know that happens. Well, that no. was one of the questions I sent because... On one hand, I'd be like, oh, maybe she wrote off all these medical expenses, but then she'd definitely have to report the $30,000. But also, I don't feel like she's a good enough human being where she'd be like, I care about this enough to get it regularly checked. And I don't think she'd have medical insurance because, no offense, I work food service. Benefits are few and far between. Uh, Also, yes and no. If she didn't report the income she could report the expenses without reporting the... Like, if the government doesn't know it's a surrogacy, right? Like, uh, when you have your own baby, dependent. you just say, hey, 
Because if you have a complication during yeah. your own having your own baby and your medical expenses get big enough, you can deduct them. Wow. I mean, you don't get income for having your own kid, right? So again, this is all flying under the radar. She could, in theory, just say, nope, I had my own baby, <clears throat> and it just was very complicated and expensive. Which yeah. would make sense if she's trying to swing the... The dependent. dependent. Right. Yeah. And in theory, if she doesn't have insurance, it's much more likely that her medical expenses went over this 7.5% of her income cap. Right. right. The way it works is, so if you have 8% of your income, or adjusted gross income, but whatever, uh, as medical expenses in the year, you can claim 0.5%, basically, and on up. Although it goes back up to 10% in 2018. Uh, in 2019, sorry. Uh, with the new tax code, now it's going to be ten percent. So you'll be less able to write off medical expenses in the future. But great point is, if you're a surrogate, the the thing there is though, unless the surrogate either agency or parents pay for your medical expenses, you can only deduct things that aren't compensated. Right. So uh -huh. if you have if you fall off, um, uh, I don't know, a ladder at work and you break your arm, and workers' comp pays your medical bills to get that fixed, you can't then deduct that from your taxes. You get to dip only the one time. Right. You can only dip once. So if she didn't get paid for it, then yes, maybe she deducted some things. If she did get paid for it, in theory, she's not allowed to. Hmm. Again, in theory. Alrighty. But for sure, she did not. <laughs> I'm just telling I'm you. Just, I'm going to guess that um, thinking about their character profiles i'm gonna guess that the hospital was uh only visited for the birth yes that being said i looked it up and mm. birth is anywhere from uh natural birth is generally anywhere from about eight thousand to about thirty thousand uh. with a cesarean going up to about seventy two thousand oh i'm sorry mom <laughs> all of this obviously is pre-insurance yeah, okay. So again, for most people, it's like th probably two to five, give or take. Thousand? For just the birth, yes. Okay. Obviously, there's visits going up to it and all sorts of other things like that. Um, but excluding those visits, the birth itself with decent health insurance is probably somewhere in that three to five range, depending on your deductible, your co-insurance, your in-network. The problem with giving you an exact number is insurance is so different between plans that it's very hard to figure out. That's stupid. Uh, so babies are expensive. Yeah. And we did an just... episode where we talked about this, oh, right? Oh, yeah, we did. Like 280000 So this is just the first drop in a very large bucket. Babies are pricey. So... No wonder she gave it away. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> just let him Which you're allowed to do. But you then can't claim it as a dependent. dependent. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole point. And just to be very clear, away. a dependent... Someone you provide more than 50% of the income for. They have to be certain oh. types of related for you to you, but that's generally the trigger. If you quit if you quit your job to go to school, would that make you my dependent once we're married? I'm not a CPA. Why are you asking me? Well, but me? Like, he wouldn't be making any money. Uh, I believe you can claim a spouse is dependent, yeah. yeah. That would save us money. Yeah, we'll look into it. Okay. I mean... No real advice. It will save you money on your taxes. Yes, yes. It, it will, will lose you money on money. the fact the, that he's not making run, money he's anymore. He's not making money. Yeah, but, you but, know the goal. But yes, there can be ways to mitigate the fact that your partner is not working for a while. Okay. Potentially. That's something to think about. All right. There you go. Anyway, no real advice. Just no real some advice, especially on this topic. Are talking about. Yes. Um, a couple other audit facts, and then we'll do D's stuff real quick. 
Um, Hashtag audit facts. So, of the people who get audited, about 25% uh, have gross incomes of over a million. So you're most likely to get audited if you're rich. Sure. Or... Screw them. Eat them. <laughs> yeah. Or eat them. <laughs> or if you're very poor. Oh. Uh, 25, or not 25, uh, 2.5% of audits, which is actually pretty big for most of the bands. It's just a lot when you get rich are for people who have no income. Oh. Well, it does they look get audited. Sketchy. They get audited How because it looks like with no yeah. Money? Can you guarantee for me that those 2.5% are all like mafioso? No, or? I can't. Oh, okay. This is very <laughs> sad. <laughs> but like if you're able to it's probably not people who have no income. They you just actually have to didn't file. file. It's people who yeah, either didn't file and so they're getting audited because it feels like you should have filed and you didn't file or people who had a lot of income and deducted it all the way down to zero somehow, and they were like, mm, mm, That's not how this that works. That seems like maybe too many deductions for you. I don't know, man. I try to maximize my deductions. It'd be like the Duggars. That's like, what, 19, 20, 21 deductions? Or Ugh, dependents? God. Well, they're know. not all minors anymore, so. <laughs> yeah, just by, by I mean, time. Being <laughs> so you could get up to what? You could still get up to 18 like, or yeah, 19, get, technically. It's like 18 or so. Yeah. And if they're in college, they're still dependents. They can be. So some, the, she's got the better part of half of them at least. Yeah. I still feel like I remember don't that whole $280,000 a kid. Right, I was going to say, I remember that whole thing about like how it doesn't even out in the end. <laughs> that it's still too expensive to, to, you know, you're not making money on the children. But they can all work on the farm, so. And the TV show. Yeah. Mostly the farm, though. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. Audit facts. So, well, D. D. Now we can do D. D facts. So this is what her normal, like, year should look like. I looked up at the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Welcome back, old friend. Our good friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a waitress makes in Philadelphia. Well. It's about $25,000. That yes. is so lies. low. That is lies. Also, it is less. It's less? Oh, my we, gosh. We, you don't, like, thinking about... Do they report their tips? Think about the nice restaurants, too. Well, but that's the thing. She's not in a nice restaurant. I'm oh, just going with the we're mean in Philadelphia. She makes $25,000. Yeah. We're saying what would maybe trigger the IRS to be suspicious about her. I'm just telling you what it should be and what it probably was. All right. Just the facts, ma'am. So <laughs> she should be making 25 ish I assumed her AGI is the same as her standard because I don't know if she has student loans. I wasn't going to do that much research into the, this show. Um, Did she go to school? Do you know? I don't recall, Pan. I mean, there's That's other the deductions. That's the 10 question. <laughs> there's other deductions she could sure have had, too. I'm pretty sure she didn't. But it, the point is, we're just going to assume no. what's called her AGI is the same as her income. Sure. She would take the standard deduction, which in 2017 was about 6000 She'd get a personal exemption, which is about 4000 which means she'd owe tax on about fourteen grand. At the rates for that, she should have paid about... $1,700 in taxes. Fudge! I mean, um, over the course of a year, right? Oh, so you sure. would have it, like, deducted oh. from each paycheck. And, like, I'm not saying, like, at the end of the year... This wasn't just... her bill. That's not like... Yes, yeah. it's not like, hey, you owe $1,700. It's Uh-oh. over the course of the year, she should have, through paycheck deduction or whatever, or quarterly filing if she was making a lot of tips or whatever, have reported about $1,700. Okay. In theory. Not too bad. What she likely filed... Is she made the 24 because she probably didn't report the surrogacy income. Yeah. 
Then she claimed the standard deduction, which is the 6000 we talked about. Then she probably claimed two personal exemptions because she claimed one for her and one for her dependent. So she would have claimed $8,000 instead of $4,000, mm-hmm. which means her income would have only looked like ten grand, which means she only would have paid about $1,100 in taxes. Woo! So. And potentially, we don't know, but if she went to the hospital, she could have possibly also claimed medical expenses. Correct, but then she wouldn't get the standard deduction. I, uh, I don't think you, I don't know if you have to itemize to get those. I'd have to go back and look. It's been a while since I had to take my tax test. I was going to say, I, have to, I had to itemize to claim my home office situation. Yes, that you have to itemize for. Yeah. Certain things you have to itemize for, certain things you don't. Um, so, if that's the case, if that's all that went wrong and everything that got figured out, she would owe, after this audit, an extra 600 bucks. No biggie. Plus, maybe whatever um, she claimed as medical expenses. Yes. But again, depending. If they paid for them. If they didn't, she could still, in theory, claim them. Right. Right. Yeah. However, during the course of this audit, they would likely realize that she's missing 30 grand in income. (sighs) (laughs) So, she makes her 25 grand. We add in another 30 of surrogacy money, so she actually makes about $55,000. She takes the standard at 6,000. She takes the personal at 4000 because that's how it should have been done, which means her taxable income would be $44,500, which means she would owe $6,868. Meaning after this audit, she would owe an additional $5,000 on her taxes. I gotta say, as a person who has, uh, in my life, made like $25,000 in a year, like that would hurt so much. But you didn't have 30 grand sitting around from a surrogacy. Well, That's fair. The other thing is, she very quickly started spending that money because she rolls up in a brand new baby blue Vespa scooter to open the episode <laughs> with a vanity license plate. And then you see when she tries to hide the fact she has no baby to the IRS. She's like buying the Ikea crib and in the background you see like all of the baby gear and I know that shit ain't cheap. And I'm not saying it's worth $30,000 of stuff but you know, I'm sure there was a, like a shopping spree they maybe didn't show. Like she was she, spending money. Marked. So even if she had spent most of it, she probably would have had to spend the remaining amount and been back at like zero to get the IRS off her back. You know, Ikea makes cheap baby stuff if you're okay with them bursting into flames. (laughs) The baby or the stuff? Yes. They also (laughs) had to buy a fake baby casket for the end to fake the funeral. And you cannot reuse them. If you put a dead thing as is, a fake casket, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's just a dog <laughs> casket also, now. If you have a fake funeral, is it a f- even if there's nothing in it, I don't think it's a fake casket. No, it yeah. was a real casket they carried in, and it was a bougie one, and I looked online because I was, like, morbidly curious. <laughs> $1,300 for a child casket. Ouch. Like... That's not as much of a discount as you'd think, because you can get human you like big caskets sizes, like... closer to that. Well, I just mean, like... Well, but you're buying in bulk when you buy it for an adult. What? Well, you specifically you know, aren't. I mean, you know, like the bulk of like the person you know, is you're making a many little of one. Them. Yeah, you're buying well, a big one. There that is or size. Like, it's like when you buy. There's what's like, called economies of scale. <laughs> when you build something a lot, it's easier to make it cheaper than when you build one of them. Yeah. 
And we build a lot more adult coffins than kid coffins. I think that's what you're going for. Well, that and the whole joke of, like, you know, bikinis always cost so much more than one-piece bathing suits. It's like they're charging you for the fabric they don't use. It's like, but with the coffins. This is so dark. <laughs> well, my Welcome dark to our podcast. thought about it was not uh, whatever you guys were discussing. It was like, I bet those Thanks coffin makers were extorting the people who just were like grieving the loss of a child welcome they're to, like welcome to big death that, yep. is, like, that is a whole other podcast yeah. let's do something about uh six feet under and we'll talk well, about that deal the other day uh i may or may not have been inebriated with some friends and we were discussing have you guys heard of the sky burial yeah, yeah. like the one where it's like himalayan mountains or whatever oh, and it's the vultures yes and i've decided i want to croissant sky burial where i'm cremated and then baked into baked goods and have like you know the city pigeons take me off <laughs> Boy, you really got into your fat pants. I was going to say, you're really enriching the fat pants of the city. <laughs> That's a very... And now somebody else's first week in Philadelphia, they're going to move in and see that and be like, what the hell? You don't get the whole story at once. Though. Dense baked oh, goods. You're now going to apply that story to every time I see someone feeding pigeons. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, I have a woman in my neighborhood who feeds pigeons all the time and all the neighbors hate it. She might be a serial killer. Yeah, seriously. I'm just Oof. saying, I feel like there's, there's something there right romantic <laughs> about the sky burial, but you can't really get that around here. And I feel like I want to tribute to my life work as a pastry chef. So, you know, it goes hand in hand. I like the baked into croissants thing, but you got to watch out. People see a croissant. Yeah. Mark those. Not for human yeah. consumption. And you know what? I feel like, like the ashy tone to them, just, you know, casually. This yeah, but charcoal. you don't know that till after you've bit yeah. into it. Also, it's like, you know, the like turning food black with activated charcoal is like a trend lately, so. Oh my God, this I, is getting Sweeney Todd. I would watch out. I just have life insurance because I need you to buy a new pot and pan <laughs> and oven. That after they get used, get shot into the sun. <laughs> like, those are one-use items this at this w- point. When you said sky burial, I thought you meant the thing where, like, Johnny Depp paid three or five million dollars to shoot Hunter S. Thompson's ashes into the sky. No. The other into guy? Space. Into space. No, it was Hunter is Hunter S. Thompson? Yeah. I thought it was the other guy. What other guy? You know, <laughs> the guy. <laughs> Anywho. What's the other one? Burroughs. I was thinking it was Burroughs, but it's not Burroughs. No. I'm going to go back to our... Bitcoin episode here. Not until I get too real advicey. You said you didn't ever want to talk about Bitcoin again. Uh, too late. Here we are. <laughs> if you make a large amount of money in a single sitting, you oh. probably have to pay taxes on it. Yeah. And I realize that's not everybody's first thought, but like, just as a general rule, if you make a lot of money, talk to somebody who knows, because you probably somehow have to pay taxes on that. Unless you inherit it, because then congrats on being rich. You can be it forever. I just want to point out, though, she probably knew she had to pay taxes on it, but she wasn't planning on it because the whole time she knew she was scamming the IRS. So... If you're going to scam the IRS in this situation, and to be clear, fake advice, (laughs) don't claim the income... But don't, don't claim, claim the dependent. dependent. The dependent is, has to be what they flag. Yeah, that's yeah. so easy Unless to get away with the rest of it. you went through literally a surrogacy agency and they sent the government a 1099, which it sounds like she didn't. She was pretty much free and clear. Yeah. Until she claimed the dependent. That's her. Well, idea. over 18 years, you said it was, what, about four grand? So assuming that she... Not anymore. That went away. Well, no, with like, the new tax law, we don't well, have personal okay. exceptions anymore. We don't know <laughs> what four decisions our government will oh. make in the future. But assuming she has 18 years times four grand a year of that deduction, if it had stayed the same. I'm not saying it's not a lot of money. I'm just saying you're going to get caught sometime in the 18 years. 
and they can audit you back to up to seven years if they they can only audit you three years unless they find wrongdoing and then they can go back up to seven that's why they tell you to keep a hold of your tax returns for up to seven years right uh certainly three and probably better to do seven um so like yeah if you have the option between getting caught for 18 years of fucking this up or just taking 30 grand free and clear I, don't know, yeah. I actually want to see the math though. If they could only get seven years, but she got the other eleven at four grand, oh, yeah. would what she have come it? out ahead? That's well, a good question. They'd have to catch her in year eighteen. Well, I'm just if saying. If they catch her in year six, she loses it all and also can't ever claim it again. But yeah. let's say that she makes it through and yeah. they yeah. catch her at year eighteen. This is like the MythBusters. Like, okay, then we busted make, the myth, so now we're just gonna possible. blow it up. Well, then she'd get eleven years of that four grand standard deduction, which would be 44,000. However, remember, that is not 44,000 back. That yeah. is, it removes 44,000 from your taxable income that is taxed somewhere between 10, 15, 20, 25%, depending on what you make. So I was gonna say, presumably best, she's not getting a raise. Let's say she was in the highest tax bracket, which is 40%, which would be very unlikely. It would be $17,600. Which that she wouldn't wrong. have to pay. That she wouldn't have but to pay. Which is less than the 30 grand that she'd have to then give back. back. Well, that would get taxed. Right. So, again, it's, if she could get all 18 years out of it, that's it the best be option. It might be even, Stephen. <laughs> but given how much harder that is, I think I'd take my 30 and walk away. Yeah, that seems but like a I won't choice. because I can't be a surrogate. Because biology. I mean, you could, you could contribute in a different way. Modern science is a wonderful thing, Dan. You yeah. ever see the movie Twins? Another movie with Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's not the one. What's the one where he gets pregnant? That's, um... What's the one? It's not Mr. Mom, is it? No, that's the no, one that's where that one. guy stays home from work and it's a whole sexist movie. That's all of them. Those are all the movies I know. <laughs> we'll think of it. Yeah, we will be all in right. the show notes. <laughs> there, deal. We'll do it that <laughs> just, way. Uh, just a link <laughs> unmarked to the IMDb page for the movie we're trying to think of. <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> so, any other tax questions? Otherwise, that's what I got for you. Um, She's going to get audited for about five grand. They don't actually ever resolve that. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They dump, uh, very sadly, a, a dead, dead carcass dog. out of this baby f- casket because basically the boys realize that there's kind of like a feud between their like voting system that they're trying to create at the bar. And in spite, they think the two Dennis and Frank are trying to screw them out of this deal in his shell corporations. So to get back at him, they're like, well, we're going to spoil everything. And then they dump this carcass out of the casket and the IRS audit agent was like, what is going on? And just like leaves, just pieces out. Just too much. You keep your money. I'm going home. (laughs) Likely, that would not happen. They she, would I mean, be back. they might leave, but they'd come back. She would be one of the thirty-nine million civilian penalties they levy in a year, or more likely, one of the three thousand criminal penalties. Do you <laughs> face jail time? You can. Al yeah. Capone went to jail for tax evasion. Yeah, but that wasn't why they wanted to put him in jail. But I mean, you can though. Clearly, I mean, again, you can only enforce laws as strictly as they can be enforced. So True. if you can go to jail for tax evasion, anybody can go to jail for tax evasion. Yes, it's a long route to get there. Like, it probably has to be intentional. And it probably has to be intentional. Like, you probably have to prove malicious intent. Mm. Again, most of the time, if it's not malicious, you just don't agree with the IRS. And they say, well, you still have to pay. 
then you go to a third party. If the third party says, nope, they're right, you do have to pay, and you still don't do it, they'll do a civil, and they'll just garnish your wages. So, just to clarify, if you, say, non-intentionally screw up your taxes, and you've shorted what you owe the government, they audit you, they come back, they go through all your papers, they're like, no, you still owe us $200. You pay that $200 and then you're done, right? There's not additional fees or penalties because of it. Are you more likely to get audited again in the future? Good question. Uh, I don't think so. I think it it probably depends on how you get audited, but I don't believe so. There can be penalties based on how long it's been. Uh, If it's over a year, year. they start giving additional penalties or over a certain amount. So if you're more than $1,000 short when you file your taxes, and this is ever, even if you don't get audited, you just file your taxes and realize you're more than $1,000 short, there is a penalty. I think it's like, it's based on like how much and how long. I think it's like 3%. It's not a huge penalty, but there is a penalty. Gotcha. Because um, that happens to a lot of freelancers the first year they freelance and they didn't realize that they had to file quarterly. And so at the end, they're like, they owe eight grand, not because it's way too much, but just because they didn't pay didn't any pay taxes, taxes on any of their income the entire year. And the IRS is like, well... You owe us a penalty fee because it's over a thousand bucks. Yeah. Luckily for Liz, the the numbers have been pretty low. So (laughs) luckily. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way it is with a lot of taxes. Hey, good news. I don't have to pay that. I didn't get paid any money. I'm very poor. (laughs) Luckily I have a full-time job. So this freelance stuff is uh, just a bonus. That's nice. I don't want anybody in America to worry about me. (laughs) But yes, in general, if you do it unintentionally, there will be small fees and penalties or none. You will pay them back, and it will all be over. They There's find major things or, or you go intention. to prison and die of syphilis. If you do, <laughs> probably Option have C is in this day. Good. Your brain um, turned to sponge. There mm-hmm. is, like, again, if you maliciously do things or have criminal activities or what have you, obviously there can be other issues. Because uh, a lot of their criminal penalties are actually around, like, narcotics um, and, like, money from that. Um... <laughs> Or there's certain foreign entities you're not allowed to do business with, which can, like, get into... Mm-hmm. Like who? Enemies like of the terrorists? state. North Korea? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, at first I'm just like, no, you the, can't go buy those things on your family ones. vacation. You know how uh, in the news every now and then it says we banned certain amount of Russian oligarchs from doing business in the U.S.? It's them people. Is it? It's not like when you get off the airplane that was traveling internationally and you bring an apple into the country and they're like, put them on the ground. No, those they shoot you for. Yes, they shoot you for those. That happened to me in Canada. Not the shooting part, but we took. <laughs> I was shot and killed. Well, I don't have any guns in Canada. No, well, we we were going on like a weekend trip just across the border in Canada, and we had packed the car full of snacks, so we had two oranges and some bagels and whatever. So we drove across. The weekend was over. We're driving back. And of course, they're like, do you have any food in the car? We're like, no, we just have like some snacks that we brought with us. And the guy was like, what is it? And we was like, uh, like some oranges and stuff. And he's like, I'm going to need to see those. And at first I thought he was kidding. And so I was like, oh, here you are. And he like chucks them in the bin. He's like, don't ever do that again. And I like all of a sudden had like the post anxiety sweats where I was like, oh no. You didn't know how much trouble you were in. <laughs> yeah, but apparently there's like some kind of citrus fungal disease or whatever. And I get it, like totally respect that. I had no idea, but I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. And we brought him with us from that side. And he's like, no, there's you gotta a bunch chuck him. I think it's unfair. If a bird can pick it up and carry it across the border, so can we. I will <laughs> say, uh, if you're traveling into Canada, you can bring with you seven pounds of raw meat. If you're traveling back to the U.S., you cannot, well, you can, but you have to declare if you're bringing more than $10,000. 
Yeah. Four things worth $10,000. I always laugh about that because I'm like, ha you think I'm very wealthy. <laughs> what about the car I'm in? No, but it, like cash. Would mm, you have to have bought the car? If you purchase things in yeah. case. If I purchase the car, you would have to, yeah. Okay. Like if you buy a Rolex in another country Aren't or something, you might have to claim it. Are you buying a car in another country? No. Depends on which side of the road they drive. Uh, depends well, on no, how it's... free the country is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you buy it from a Russian oligarch, they don't love it. I thought there were like weird rules about how you could buy cars because of like car industries trying to keep people. I'm from... sure there is some There's sort of. Well, right now there's a tariff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On probably everything. <sighs> America. You're also not allowed to buy stuff from countries you're at war with. So. Yeah. Right, right. Don't so buy it. Don't buy anything from Canada. Yeah. And we're at war with everyone, so. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, not Russia. Huh. Our dear no, friends not Russia, in Russia. Our dear friend. <laughs> uh, one time, uh, late at night, I watched an, uh, like this, like, it was just a foreign cartoon mashup, and one of them was a PSA from Canada, like French Canada, about uh, not bringing things into the country from other countries, and it was this little cartoon man who smuggled in a cartoon bird who would go, yaw, and like, <laughs> he had little bugs on them, and the bugs like multiplied and took over all of Canada. It was uh, cute. Jacques. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all I have. Don't bring things into another country that you're not allowed to bring into another country. All right. Well, this has been a lovely uh, episode about uh, customs law. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think if we've all learned a little bit about travel today. Liz, you want to take us out? Yes. Thank you for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. And I'm still Emily. Yeah. Uh, catch us next time. Listen to... Uh, I donated blood today, so my brain is a little spinny. Let's see. Uh, find us on Apple Podcasts and rate us and review us there. That really helps us out. Check out our composer, Charles E. Miller's music at charlesemiller.com. Her, her stuff's great. It's really fun. Um, you can email us at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at, is it MBM underscore podcast? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something I'll like write that. I'll find us. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Google it. You know, Google it. It's the it. one with our logo on it. Yeah. <laughs> the little Alexander Hamilton guy. Um, and, you know, write us in and tell us what other stuff about the government makes you mad. <laughs> <laughs> We're and just getting progressively angrier as these episodes go on. I think but it's just the, the world's world also getting on. worse. <laughs> yeah. If you were going to cheat our government, how would you do it? Yeah. That's really the, like... I endorse it right now. <laughs> I don't, though. No. To be clear. Anyway, no. not real advice. Uh, fake money, <laughs> fake advice. Catch you next time on Make Believe Money. We still need roads, Dan. <laughs> <laughs>